This is Off the Set with James Tolley. Touching base with one of my friends, Lara Greenberg, in this episode of Off the Set. Lara does work in news, like I do, but we don't really talk about journalism, anchoring, anything like that in this episode. We talk about one of her other big interests, yoga. And she's really into it. You can check out her Instagram. That's Lara Greenberg TV, and it's G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G TV on Instagram. She hosts a virtual yoga class at least once a week. So follow her, and maybe you can hit it up if you find this interesting. I did. Really seems like it helps her strengthen her mind and clear her soul a little bit. You might think this is really powerful stuff. She does. And maybe you'll feel the same way I did when we finish this, and that's... Yoga is a whole lot more than just stretching in the downward dog pose. Okay, this is Off the Set, and this is Lara Greenberg. Are you possibly the only journalist who's also a yoga instructor? I'm definitely not. There are a lot of us, actually. There's a girl who I just found on Instagram, and I forget what her name is. It's like Yogi, News Yogi or something like that. And she's created this whole thing online doing yoga for journalists. Uh, One of my coworkers is a yoga instructor, so I'm definitely not. And though, yoga and TV news are completely different. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> well, you know, we're off to a rip roar and start. Great, great question by me. Because, you know, I ask you are, you, are you possibly the only one? And then you go off to name like three others. But nonetheless, it's a passion for you. And you're totally into this. What kind of yoga do you specialize in? You, there's a specific name for what you, what you instruct. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I do what's called Baptiste-style yoga. It was created by a guy named Baron Baptiste. Mm-hmm. Um, not too long ago, either. He's he's still doing his thing, and he's young and healthy and amazing and published all these books. And it's basically like a hot power yoga is the primary style. So we do yoga in 90-degree heat, and... Um, it's very flowing, like we're you're moving and grooving kind of the whole time. It's very active and athletic. I the would perfect say perfect for Florida. <laughs> you don't have to. You know, you can let the elements really work into your favor there, right? It's totally true. My my yoga instructor who who I did my training with likes to say that Florida is one gigantic hot yoga studio. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, I say July <laughs> and August is basically hot yoga in in Florida, especially yeah. around the edges for sure. So L- Lara yeah. Greenberg with me here on Off the Set, taking her off the set, not to talk about broadcasting, to talk about yoga of all things. You found this, you got really into it. I I know you really well, and you are like a magnet to things that you have interest in. You're a big runner. I know you still run, but you totally got into that and you threw your whole self into it. So it's no surprise to me that you you started taking yoga classes down here and you just threw yourself completely into it. Yeah, and and it's kind of funny about taking yoga classes down here because that's not actually what happened. I can tell you kind of. I... When I started running, I started taking yoga classes to help with my running. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how a lot of people get into yoga is it's some sort of workout. Mm -hmm. So I'd been doing yoga for a while and I actually was really big into it when I was living in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, And I was taking a lot of classes up there at various studios. And when I came down to Florida, I kind of stopped. And I don't know why. I just got, got busy with work and the move and trying to acclimate. 
And then there was a period of time where like the novelty of the new place and the new job had worn off a bit. And I started feeling like I, there was something that I wasn't feeling really fulfilled with. And I played for like a year trying to figure out like, what else do I want to do or explore? And one of my girlfriends I was talking about this with, and I mentioned like, I don't know, maybe I'll be a yoga instructor or something. And she said, oh, if you do that, you have to do it with this one studio in the area. They're amazing. I know people who have done the program. I had never taken a class with the studio. And I wound up like a week or two later signing up for their program and started YTT, yoga teacher training, two weeks after that. So you do your YTT, your yoga teacher training. How long does that take for you to get your first certification so you can actually teach a class? Yeah, it's a 200-hour certification, and programs vary, but it's usually six to 10 months. Mine was an accelerated program of six months, so it was generally two weekends a month that I was going to the studio from 8 o'clock in the morning till 6 p.m. at night. That'll knock, out, that'll knock out the hours for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Baptiste yoga is your specialty. How, how's it helped you? How's it helped you? Well... So the thing about Baptiste specifically, it's this hot power yoga and you're sweating and it's very strengthening and athletic. And that's fabulous, right? That makes you feel good and you sweat out all of the junk, right? But there's also a big- Even even better, even more so, depending on what you did the night before. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But this style of yoga too is really focused on what we call inquiry and, it's a lot about self-discovery and awareness. And a big part of our training program was journaling and sharing. And we would be asked these really broad questions that you would start journaling and it'd be something really topical. And the more and more you journaled, the deeper and deeper you went. Mm -hmm. And you uncover a lot about your own BS and your own problems that you have. And we talk a lot about how the way you are on your yoga mat is the way you are in the rest of your life. And if you can teach a class that shines a light on the blind spots that you have in your practice, it can also help shine a light on the blind spots that you have in your life. It's fascinating, really, because there is a power in writing things down. And I had somebody tell me a long time ago uh, that when they talk to their, well, I'll just, I'll just come out and say it. I had a psychologist tell me a, a long time ago, many, many years ago, about a decade ago, that, you know, really one of the healthiest things you can do to clear your mind is just, is to journal. But don't think about what you're going to write. Just literally sit down there and start moving a pen or moving a pencil or at a keyboard, just start clicking the keys and just go through your mind and random thoughts and write it down. Um And that seems like that's what you did with this training here, that they were kind of trying to get all that stuff out of you that might be going in your head and getting it down on a piece of paper. Is that something you would read back or is it just one of those exercises where you just put it down? That's it. Just like, let's get it down on a piece of paper. Yeah, I mostly just put it down. But sometimes we would do these practices where we would be asked certain questions at the beginning of the program and then we'd be asked them again at the end. You could go back and compare your notes and you would see how things have changed. Mm. You could see the entire line of growth yeah. through the program, That's interesting. which was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So usually I'm just writing it down, but it is kind of interesting to go back and see, oh my God, this is what I was worried about six months ago. Like that's just the surface. Wow. What a, what a head case <laughs> I was back on September 9th when I wrote, when I wrote this compared to now. Yeah. You know, the, and, and so that's just one section of this, the hot yoga, the stretching, the, the different poses you're learning and teaching and everything else there's so many questions i'm sure people have about yoga will you will mm -hmm. you build muscle doing it will you lose yes. weight mm, it depends on what kind of yoga you're doing but generally yeah really i actually just went to the doctor today and i lost about five pounds um and i i'm not trying it's just that i have made yoga a daily part of my life mm -hmm. whether it's 15 minutes or an hour and a half sweaty class, but it's it, doing a little bit every day, and I'm I'm very toned <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I, I have I have no doubt about that. You certainly don't need to lose five pounds. That's that's for sure. I <laughs> I know that. Uh, the thing about the exercise and the muscle building or weight loss or whatever else could this be a substitute for somebody who's weight training or somebody that feels like they have to drag themselves into a gym every day? Like, can I just Throw all the weights away, you know, the jumping jacks I've done, the push-ups, the curls, everything else, and just say, you know what, I'm going to, I want to bring yoga into my life, and I, can I get the same, can I achieve the same things with it? You totally can, and in fact, I was a big um, Orange Theory person, and I was doing that for about a year or a I did it more. a couple times, too. Yeah, it's, it's intense, and it's awesome, it and it's not for everybody, but I really liked it, and then... I quit when I was going to do YTT because I just thought I'm not going to have the time to do both. No, the the, the, and, the idea behind Orange Theory is a really, really good one. I mean, you know, hooking everybody's uh, everybody up to the monitor so they can monitor heart rate and you can look at things. That's great. I could have done without the sales pitches, though, because I was getting the, you know, as, as a new as a new client or somebody in as a guest or whatever, like they were really doing the sales pitches hard. And I'm like, well, let me just enjoy it you know, before you start throwing this down. And also, you know, it's not for everybody because it is it is expensive. I mean, I have no yeah. doubt you'd see a ton of results d doing Orange Theory for, you know, several months. No question about it if you commit to it. But, you know, that's, it's, it's ex it can be very, very expensive over the, over the course of it's monthly expensive. cost. Yeah. I was going once a week and unfortunately once a week is not going to have that huge of an impact. No. Um, and so when I, when I switched to yoga, I mean, the thing about yoga is you're using your body weight mm -hmm. and your body weighs a lot. So you're still getting those same. Especially mine benefits. after vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's plyometrics. That's what yoga is, right? Yeah, what it is. And, and we, like, like I said, the hot yoga, the type I do is very athletic. We do a lot of what's called chaturangas, which are essentially push-ups. And we're doing a ton of push-ups throughout the class. My arms look amazing, better than they ever did doing Orange Theory. So it can completely be a substitute for weight training. It just depends on the style that you're doing. If you're doing the kind where it's just slow, deep stretch, that's going to feel amazing. And you're probably not going to get the kind of strengthening from as you could from other styles of yoga. Right. Well, in this day and age of social distancing and the pandemic and people not able to get together, I know you were at least experimenting with some virtual workouts and I'm making that available to people. So give me the big pitch. Oh yeah. So I, um, that actually became a big part of my YTT cause I graduated in May and starting in March, the rest of our 
YTT sessions were virtual. And so our teacher had to teach us, this is how you use Zoom. You all need to create an account now, blah, blah, blah. So we do it on Zoom. And, um, and, and here's the big thing about our style of yoga too. I think people have this thought that if they go to a yoga class, they're going to have this teacher who's super flexible, who's putting their feet behind their head and doing all these crazy positions. And they're going to look at that person and say, oh my God, I can't do that. And then they panic and then they never come back to a yoga class again. And ours, I am hardly ever doing the yoga poses at all when I am teaching. My job as a teacher is to see the students and to see what they need in their bodies or in their minds. I can see when someone looks really defeated about a pose that they're having trouble balancing in. And I can say to that person, if you can't find your balance, just keep trying. And I can, and that often is what they need to hear to try it again. And so when I'm teaching on Zoom, I'm just shouting out the poses and I'm looking at the students. If I see someone is really lost and they have no idea what's going on, of course I'll demonstrate for them. Um, and you've got the boxes on your screen and you can see the, what the other students are doing also, just like you would in a yoga class where you say, what's frog pose? And you look around and you just copy the other students. Right. Well, that, thank God for Zoom for that for you as the instructor. So you can actually, you can see everybody. I'm sure it keeps you busy. Are you like, are you demonstrating the poses first though? I mean, are you at least doing some demonstrations so if I come in and you say like, do the frog splash and I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Like, <laughs> would you, would you do it first? And then I could, you know, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would say the pose. And if I see there's just this kind of lost look on someone's face, I would, I have my mat set up. I get down, I do the pose. Oh, cool. I've also teach, taught classes where I've used my husband as my demonstrator. He's not a Fan of, of course you did. But I, I'll have him in the background, and then I can kind of scooch my head out of the way so they can see what he's right. doing, and use that as a way of demonstrating to the That's students. Excellent. So how do we how do we connect with you? Oh well, you can follow me on Instagram is probably the best way, which is at Lara Greenberg TV, and um, I'm teaching at my studio now, but also still doing Zoom classes. So just send me a DM if you're interested and I'll set up a Zoom for anybody and send you the link. I love it. That's fantastic. Biggest misconceptions, we already got into that a little bit when you probably got into this and, and you thought, well, they're going to ask me to do these crazy poses and there's going to be this pressure to get it and hold it. Now, I have taken a yoga class before. And, and how is it? I really liked it. How, however, I haven't gone back because I, I continue to just not be flexible. I don't have, I, I'm not like you. I can't just throw myself into things right away like that. I didn't have like that kind of experience where I was like, oh, I need to do this again. However, I will say that it, without question, I was exhausted when I got finished. And this is a time when I was weight training and I was, I was doing some running and doing some things and some cardiovascular things. So I'm like, I know I'm in decent shape. Now I, I know I'm not that flexible, but I know I'm in good shape. I was hurting. Like I was really, I was, I was ready for it to be over after 45 minutes. Like when they threw the hot towels down with the lavender scent on, I was like, thank, thank God. Like the end of a good workout. I was, I was ready. I was ready to be finished. I will say that a lot of people, they take yoga and they're like, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know anything about it, but I really liked it. And they can't, they often can't put their finger on what they liked about it. And there is a lot of like science and yoga mythology about 
why, but the basic is it's not just a workout. You are getting something deeper from the practice. And I know that that can be a turnoff when you talk about spirituality and, and whatnot, but it's, it's about being okay with your body as it is and training your mind to focus on being in that moment on your mat and nowhere else and allowing yourself that time. And it's up to something bigger than just the poses. You know, that's if you're doing that's a healthy practice because, you know, we were, I was talking with this with a friend of mine who is going through a three month long workout plan that also includes a, a serious dieting portion of it. So it's extreme weight training and then an extreme dieting thing where you're tracking all of your calories, everything. All, all, every, every meal you eat, there's like a little app she has and you can scan it right in. Yeah. And the problem is, so she had her first before and after pictures and she did notice a difference. I noticed a staggering difference. I was like, that's a month. That is fantastic. You should be so happy. Not, not quite the same reaction. And I think we, we see our bodies every single day. So when you're going through and you want to make big changes to it, you're never going to notice the same things that other people do. You, you probably are always going to think it looks worse than it actually does. It's kind of like what we used to say when you and I first started working together in TV about how, okay, I know I had a bad show anchoring, right? But if I watched it back or I heard from somebody else, they probably wouldn't think it's nearly as bad as I did. Also, it feels worse in the moment, but it's the same thing. The way your mind yeah. works when you're doing something, you're looking at your body every day, it's totally different in other people's eyes. Yeah. And, and we are so hard on ourselves all the time. And I, I have taken so many classes where I, yoga classes where I have cried in the middle of the class because something that the teacher has said has landed with me in such a way where I realize how hard I'm being on myself or what other um, habit it is that I'm doing. And Can you um, give me an example of that? Of one time where something really hit you and you you became emotional? In a, in a class. During a class, yeah. I'm, yeah. This isn't I, happening with me over, over on the pec deck at Gold's Gym, by the way. I'm not... I'm not crying emotionally. I'm, I'm crying different ways. <laughs> that's the diff That's why it's it's so good to take different kinds of classes, right? Because different kinds of yoga will open something up course, for no you. Um, but like, I'll give you two quick examples. Okay. Um, my very first class where I realized that yoga was about more than my body was when my dad. I can't remember. My dad was sick for a long time, as you know, with Alzheimer's, and, and he died a few years ago. And I think that this class I went to was like right after he died. And I remember being in a pose, like a warrior one pose, if you know what that is. And I don't remember what the teacher said, but I remember looking up in the pose with my arms up in the air and just thinking like, I'm looking at my dad right now. Like I just had this moment and... And I just completely broke down. And and then the whole class was just like opening up all of this stuff, all of the junk that I was carrying around. When we carry around mental stuff, we're also carrying it in different parts of your body. So when you do like what we call chest opener poses where, you know, you're you're literally opening your chest and bringing your shoulder blades together or you do hip openers, that's going to open up all of the trauma that we are carrying around in our tissues 
of our body. So interesting. Um, it's so interesting. And then there's an, another class that I took, like a 75 minute hot power class. It was super, super hard. And I was in like the corner of the room. So I was getting extra hot. I had no circulation. Um, this is pre COVID, by the way. <laughs> we, um, we can just assume that it's okay. And I just remember like I was like sweating and slipping and sliding all over the place. And it was just all these feelings of like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then whenever I felt that, I was like, God, I suck. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? And eventually you realize how much you're doing that and you just break down and you have to realize I need a break. I'm going to sit in child's pose on my mat for a few minutes. I need some water. I need some electrolytes. It's important to take care of myself. And that is a form of love. And I have to allow myself to do that and not be so hard on myself. Things like that have just opened me up in the middle of class. That's, that's, that's really strong. That's really strong stuff. I can't say I've ever had in a, a moment like that during a workout. I, I can go back to when I first started doing CrossFit and it was a period of time in my life when I just started in television, you know, we weren't making any money of course. And you, you kind of are in this, you're, you're, well, at least I was, is this really what I want to do? Do I really do I really want to go through this? Do I really want to be away from family? You know, for, is this is this going to be worth it? And I I did this story at this Helio Gracie jujitsu um, place, what? and they were so everyone around there was so passionate about this fighting and this sparring, and and they were they were doing all this stuff. And I interviewed the sensei, the 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 head trainer, and he started crying talking about it. He got, he's like, I'm sorry. I just, I just get so passionate about this. And he was crying. They were not alligator tears. This, this man was really emotional and really passionate. And I would, and so the very next day I walked in there and I signed myself up to do it for, a, and I did it for a couple of years. And that's where I learned to do CrossFit. And I was, I sparred with the guys a little bit. And it was, it was an interesting experience. I also noticed that when you put your body through something like that, as I'm sure you do with yoga, but with CrossFit, it's just such intense workouts that you hate yeah. it at the time. And you are hurting. And sometimes you get queasy and nauseous because you're working your body that hard in different parts of your body. However, when you're done, when the endorphins kick in, it's a real thing. It's, it's a real, yes. genuinely good feeling. And I'm sure you get that with yoga, right? All the time. And we always end class in Shavasana, which is like the resting pose. And you're just lying on the ground with your hands down by your sides and your palms face up like you could go to sleep. And a lot of times my teacher will say, um, she'll say, cause she'll, she'll do, she's still doing classes on zoom now. So she'll teach this class on zoom. I'll be lying in Shavasana and she goes, I'm going to sign off now. I hope you stay here for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like, there's such a beauty in that. Like soaking in everything you just did and it changes your whole day and I think what I get out of teaching and what I was looking for through this was that I can directly impact my students in one hour or one half hour or whatever I see them come in they're rushing they're like oh I'm so sorry I'm late and they're unraveling they're mad and they're turning off their phones and they're all stressed like we all are all the time and then their freaking whole life changes in an hour and they leave and they're like, thank you so much. I so needed that. And it's so amazing to like directly impact you were a part of that, that way. You were a part of that change yeah. for their day. Yeah. You made their day. 
That's great. She's Lara Greenberg, Lara Greenberg TV on Instagram. That's the best way to find her in the next virtual class. How often are you doing these virtual classes? Um, about once a week. Fantastic. All right. About once a week. All right. And that's Greenberg. That's G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G. Don't worry. I'll link it right up in the description of this podcast. What a lovely conversation, Lara. Thanks for making a little bit of time. I'm, I'm really happy we can, we can talk about yoga and do Yoga Cast 2020. Me too. Always happy. Always happy to do it. And remember, you can always check out a video version of this podcast. I post almost all of the episodes up on my YouTube page, that's James Tully Ice on YouTube. I also threw a very convenient link for you in the description of this podcast. We're back with a new one next Friday. This has been Off the Set with James Tully.